good morning and welcome to the Voices of Vision Leaders podcast. This is Lee Nasahi, and I am so excited this morning to be talking with a good friend, John Rammerman, who's the CEO of Rammerman Leadership Group. John, can you tell us a little bit about Rammerman and your approach to leadership consulting and coaching to get us started? Sure. And uh, first of all, just let me say thank you. I'm, I'm so excited for this conversation. Lee, I, I, I love talking to you about this stuff, even when we're not on a podcast or official, but why not record it? And, and Absolutely. One of our favorite subjects, executive leadership coaching. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's easy to talk about what you're passionate about. That's right. So, but here at Ramblin Leadership Group, we work with motivated executives to go deep, help transform their lives, their organizations, and I'm even looking at the community. Uh, mm -hmm. So really the core focus is working with leaders at the executive level and then at the next level, mid-level high potential leadership. Um, awesome. I, and that's our focus at Vision Serve Alliance too, as an association of organizations in this field. Uh, we are focused on executive leaders and, and emerging leaders, all important for having healthy, successful, impactful services to people who are blind and visually impaired. And we started down this road together with Rammerman, it's been a couple of years now, because we saw a need, a place to offer executive leadership, coaching, consulting, for a whole variety of reasons with our leaders, right? So, you know, we're really excited that this is finally coming online and just wanted to share a little bit more about it, have this conversation and share with others in our field about that. So one of the things that Rammerman talks about is breakthrough. So can you talk a little bit about being in the breakthrough business? How, how does that relate to executive coaching? So the, the breakthrough is about that aha moment with a leader where they can get unstuck. So, um, sometimes they've, they've kind of hit a wall or um, they're honestly just dealing with really complex, challenging situations. And that breakthrough can be seeing a path forward, can be um, when the relationship between the CEO and, and board and board chair just shifts uh, something that's exciting and energizing. Uh, the breakthrough can be um, that big innovation that finally launches off the ground. But you know, probably my favorite breakthrough, and I'm 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 sure we'll we'll touch on this again, is when a leader really gets their own self confidence, when they really know just how great they really are. Um, oh, that's I think. It, of, of all of the commonalities, we talk about listening skills, strategic mm -hmm. thinking, 90% of the leaders are also working on, and myself included, on, on self-confidence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, imposter syndrome and all those things that, that comes with executive leadership, it's lonely. And um, finding that great balance of, of humility and stewardship but being able to lead in a way that people follow you, because you know, if you turn around, there's nobody there, you're not a leader. 
so yeah it's it's very it's exciting work though right to to work with leaders and and help them find their way through that and and find that breakthrough and that that confidence that they need to be great leaders so for a leader who hasn't yet experienced executive coaching john what are some of the results someone could expect after going through this so i mean one feeling more confident mm -hmm. i think a foundational piece is around self-awareness and one of, oh, my gosh, favorite, yeah. one of my favorite sayings is that it takes two to know one meaning oh, yeah. Um, for me to okay. know myself, I actually need help from another person. Sure. And actually, in this, and we'll get into this later, you're actually going to know yourself through 10 or 15 people. Uh, mm -hmm. So that, that's one. I think you know, another goal is to be able to broaden and deepen you know, mm -hmm. your thinking, both in how you relate to people and lead them, you know, how you approach problem solving, you know, how you move forward. And uh, really, you'll be able to open up all many more possibilities of moving forward, yeah. and then um, translating those possible, you know, closing the gap between possibility and reality. So that's another key part of coaching. Oh, so gosh, okay, yeah. now I know who I can be and how I can lead, and you know, all of this stuff here. And now, let's make what are the choices that are going to help translate that into mm -hmm. reality for me and 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 the people that you do that for you think that this can help i mean there's so many challenges in in general staffing right in all organizations nonprofits included so lots of turnover um also i happen to be in the age group that is exiting the scene soon the baby boomers there's lots of us who are poised to retire so lots of folks coming up um, into the field, we need a lot more new leaders. So can coaching, you think, help address this for, for the sector? Oh, absolutely. I think it's essential. I think um, people are craving leadership and mm -hmm. craving leadership coaching uh, yeah. at the levels of the system. And uh, I, by the way, I'm in that category. And in, in 10 years, we help people with succession all the time. Mm -hmm. And in my own succession process of uh, just this year, moving into the CEO role, mm -hmm. so knowing what it's like to have that man mantle, the pressure, the responsibilities, facing these decisions in a new way, and how to step into these shoes that may have been filled by someone else for so long that have a particular way of leading. Yeah, and right. To learn from them and to say, okay, and now it's now I need to lead. Mm -hmm. uh, and I need to embody my own vision. And uh, even leading peers, people who were formerly oh, peers, gosh, yeah. a whole new challenge. I've just seen that all over the place um, in the past five years, really. You know, there's a, especially in nonprofits, there is a, a very special relationship. You, you mentioned it with the board chair. So the board in general and their chief executives. Um, I, it's one of the target audiences, John, that I think we need to educate too. So, um, you know, how can we communicate the importance of coaching to the, the board leadership of, of nonprofits? So I think 
coaching is an investment, right? That has, you know, can have five to seven times the return and with a really motivated executive can have even more than that. So boards need to be thinking strategically about their role, how they build capacity in the organization and the, the leadership team built at the top and throughout the organizations is one of the greatest assets. It's one of the greatest forces they have for good. And if they want you know, retention, if they want people staying, if they want to be thinking towards the future, I think leadership development and coaching is both is essential in terms of the value, but there's a real cost in not doing that. Um, I actually, you know, one, one question, and I think is a good strategic question is what decisions will I make today that people 10 years from now will be grateful that I've done? Right. Um, and it doesn't take 10 years to see the results, you know, of, of leadership coaching, but, um, Certainly, when you systematically invest in the people of the organization, you know, the people in the future will be grateful um, for that work that you did in the past. Oh, it's such a, a great point. We leaders need to remember that. We always need to be thinking down the road. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And then how about for the the individual coachee? What can they do to maximize their experience while they're in coaching? Any suggestions for them? Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a great question. One, openness is huge. Um, openness and willingness to be vulnerable and are going into it. And uh, really reflecting on what your goals are, both long-term and even going into a session. I mean, the more clear you get on the, you know, on what your goal for leadership coaching is, and you can work mm -hmm. with a coach on that in the beginning, the more return you're going to get in that hour. And sometimes it doesn't even take the hour if you really get to the heart of the matter. Uh, I also think seeing or uh, knowing themselves as a thought partner uh, and saying, all right, for this hour, I'm really here to work. Uh, mm -hmm. And if I work hard and my coach, I may be a little bit tired afterwards, but I will be more um, at peace and clear and uh, can move forward more effectively. Hunger. Because mm. someone can say, you could say I'm open for feedback or you, could say, you know what? I really want to know. Yeah. I want to know how I, go I, can there. <laughs> how I can make a bigger impact. Uh, as an organization, you want feedback, right? Yeah. What's working and what's not with my collaborations, with, with the, my employees, with the people we're serving. I mean, we should be hungry for that. Right. Um, so there's, there's been a huge shift in, in the fields. And uh, when coaching first started, mm -hmm. it, it kind of had a bad rap in, in some circles. It was thought of as remedial. Uh, mm. you know, oh, okay. This person isn't performing. You know, that's, you know, right. Oh, yeah. Let's clear that up. That's not right. what this is about. <laughs> no, but I think knowing from my is that it's really the high performers. It's the ones that you know are motivated that are going to get the most out of coaching. So seeing that in yourself, uh, the ones that are going to go far are the ones that invest in themselves, and they're going to have a greater impact for the people they lead, and the people they and the communities they serve. Well, that's it's a mindset shift. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I, I think that was 
a notion years ago and would like to make sure we dispel that. That's really not what this is about. It's about future development. Um, well, let's let's talk a little bit more about the program itself that uh, Rammerman Leadership Group and Vision Serve Alliance have put together and are launching this month, right? That's right. Yeah. I, and I am amazed by the group of participants we have in there and humbled. So we have uh, an eight-month series. Um which include what? Can you talk a little bit about the details of, of the program? Yeah, absolutely. So you will have seven uh, executive coaching sessions mm -hmm. and that'll happen you know, over the period of eight months. And that'll be really focused on you as the leader. What, what are your you know, challenges and opportunities and what, what, what can you be focusing on? And as part of that, you'll get a 360 feedback assessment yeah let's talk about what is a 360 assessment so you know earlier i said it takes two to know one mm -hmm. you get feedback a 360 feedback assessment and and we use one of the you know we're probably the most you know researched and effective you know 361 that they have out there is a tool for you to get feedback from all of the people in your organization that you're working with um, anonymously. So you'll okay. get it from your direct reports, you'll get it from your peers, you'll get it from your supervisor. Mm -hmm. super, you know, just to say the supervisor is the only one that you'll know. Uh, yeah, unless you have multiple supervisors, you're going to be able to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, and we'll, and, and we'd work with you to figure out how to manage that. Okay. Uh, but, uh, and you'll take it yourself. And so you'll be able to see these gaps and where you think you are and where others are. How you see yourself and how others see you. Right. And, and so then you can use that. And by the way, there's there's 76 competencies. Okay, and I was going to ask you, what kinds of uh, questions or uh, what's being assessed? What are, what, can you give us maybe a couple of examples of what's included in it? Sure. So the, the 360 assessment we're using is pretty robust and it goes mm -hmm. through you know, has different categories from business acumen to mm -hmm. people skills to strategic thinking. So, you know, for instance, some specific ones may be listening to others mm -hmm. you know, or um, conflict management. And, and it would define those and people would say, well, one, how they see how they perceive you mm -hmm. uh, in those skills. And also would rate, you know, the importance of those skills. Okay. It would also, I mean, there's things like critical thinking, um, you know, strategic thinking, ability to manage ambiguity, which mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> is pretty prevalent now. I think it always has been, but we're just feeling that. Oh, I think that's the number one uh, prerequisite for leadership is being comfortable with ambiguity. Right. <laughs> Great. Well, that sounds very interesting. Um, so the coaching sessions, those are the individual sessions that um, the participants will have with their coach. And then we're, we're, there's also uh, monthly cohort meetings too, right? Yeah. And the content of those sessions, can you give us an idea of that? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, one is a foundation of building the community. 
with each other and with peers so that you can leverage those relationships that oftentimes last way beyond the program. Mm -hmm. um, we'll talk about self-awareness and skills and authentic leadership. We'll talk about uh, you know, how to manage board relationships effectively, how to lead teams effectively. And the structural then will be some really kind of targeted content. Yes. Uh, but we also try not to do so much lecture. So yeah. we try to really minimize that and then go into the more of the experiential um, to apply that, to say, okay, you know, here's some of the things, how does that fit in your context? Um, and we'll facilitate, we'll ask questions. You'll have a safe space. Says, be courageous and try new things and get ideas and suggestions and, and feedback from peers from the facilitation and at the end of it you know to say okay how do you want to apply this um you know back how do you how do you want to take the investment of time that you're using here to make a difference for the people that you're actually doing it for as a leader yes well we've touched on this a little bit already talking about the investment but um one of the things that i i've sort of observed in conversations with our members about executive coaching is that many of them feel like it's a luxury like oh we're just a little nonprofit. we don't can't do things like that that's for fortune 500 companies so just like your thoughts on on why this is does pertain to nonprofit organizations too, and, and its importance and its value for that sector. So I think it's absolutely essential. I mean, the for-profits are investing a lot of time and resources into it because of you know, what it does for them. There's some nonprofit leaders, they can feel guilty about it, right? There's a guilt that comes to the luxury. Oh yeah. They, again, reframing it of when you shift, when you invest in yourself, you are more equipped and better able to lead the organization and the people you're with. And so that's one. I think the other piece is that it's not, you don't need it. Yeah. This, you'll make that money back in, in the clarity, in the, in the programming you lead, in um, being able to um, coach and develop people and hold them accountable, help them with their potential, get them in the right roles, to have that confidence and courage, you know, innovate, to be more productive and save time. I mean, some, some leaders have said, oh my gosh, by helping me prioritize and get clear and manage these conflicts, I'm saving eight hours a week. Um, and, you know, typically the, the leaders are, are paid the most. So how much is eight hours a week worth? In my mind, it's not a luxury. It's- That's right it's a responsibility. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And, and hope that um, this inaugural cohort uh, will start to shed some light on, on that and um, the impact it can have and what a terrific investment it can be. Um, so uh, let's bring it back home. Who do you think the ideal candidate is for executive coaching? Can you describe that for us a little bit? 
I think someone who really uh, cares about the people they're leading in the communities they're serving and wants to um, grow has that, like I said, hunger for feedback and growth and um, sees themselves or uh, doing bigger and greater things. Uh, so that, you know, really motivated people who want to make a difference. And that doesn't, it doesn't mean that they need to be perfect in everything. It's, those are, it's people who are thinking about how they can grow themselves in service to those around them. Yeah, idea. perfect. I, I wanted to um, share just a little of my personal experience with executive coaching. Um, I have experienced it two ways. One where uh, my company paid for that for me and another where I paid for it for myself because I, I felt that the investment in myself was worth it. And in both situations, um, it was an absolute godsend for me. I, in one situation, I was in, in a, a little bit of a crisis situation at work, not me personally, but we were at a big turning point with our organization. And at the bottom of my frustration in dealing with it was something you said earlier, John, I wasn't sure I could do it. Mm. you know there were it was very complicated it was tough and even though I had a lot of of good arguments and was pressing forward was was passionate and committed to that goal I had a more difficult time expressing it because I of that fear inside of me that maybe we really can't do it I don't want to say that to anybody the executive coaching I went through really helped me sort through a lot of that and what we, you know, what's the worst that could happen kind of thing. It helped me deal with my, um, that, that part of the imposter syndrome that I think we all go through, you know, can I really do this? Why, why did they pick me? You know, <laughs> and helped him with a lot of skill development. I really appreciated that. And then the the personal, the time that I paid for it myself, it was uh, it was a little bit different. But oh my gosh, I just learned so much about the skills and working with people and listening, and appreciated so much more of the role that I had the honor of of having. And it wasn't anything brand new, but it, it just really honed a lot of my skills. So um, I encourage everyone, if you have the opportunity to do this, do this for yourself and for your organization and for your mission. So is there anything else that you'd like to share with us before we close, John? Oh, God. well, you can't share that vulnerably, Lee, without <laughs> some response. <laughs> I know we're doing an interview in a podcast. We're still people. I, I um I just want to say thank you so much for you know sharing that that um deeply and kind of what you got from it and say that resonates with me. I, I had my first coaching experience 10 years ago mm -hmm. and it was absolutely life-changing. It wasn't actually about all the things I was doing wrong, it was about all the things I was doing right. Hmm. And, didn't recognize and I think 
one thing that it's given me is is permission to not be perfect and, oh, yeah. and the courage to try bigger things mm-hmm. i and i say courage because the fear isn't always gone it's just that's right it's just it's just not but i relate i just relate to it differently it's more of a okay here we are a little bit of fear but that also means this is important that's right um i sort of embrace it now i if I'm not afraid, I'm, I don't think I'm pushing myself enough. And, and I'm, I'm, I look at it more like a friend. Okay, here we are again. What are we doing now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd say, well, Lee, I'd say I'm there 85% of the time. It's my mm-hmm. friend. And then I, the other 15, I did, it takes a little bit more work, but I have the tools. That's right. The tools to, to, do you still, do you, so I'm assuming that coaching happened a while ago. Yeah. So do you still feel the results of that now? You know, Absolutely. And I'm so excited for the people that are going to go through it the first time and those who are, are going to take a second stab at it. I don't think it's a one and done. I think there's many times in, in your life journey that you can benefit from this. So it's, um it's, it's going to be fun going through this journey with, with some of our members. I totally agree. And uh, to answer the question I avoided a second ago, to mm-hmm. favor of, of, of connection, um, just remember that if this is an investment in you that pays itself off, but really in the bigger picture, it's an investment in the organization, the community, and the mission that, that you're trying to do. So that's that's how I see it. Thank you very much. This is Lee Nasahi, just finishing up a delightful conversation with John Rammerman of the Rammerman Leadership Group about the um, inaugural Executive Leadership Coaching Program. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Lee.